Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. This is David Walker, and we have some breaking news on the podcast today. The Atlanta Falcons have a new GM and a new head coach. Uh, here to talk about this and do a quick analysis of the two guys coming into the organization, I've got two of the writers from the Falcoholic. First, I've got Adnan Ikic. Adnan, thanks for being here. Of course. Happy to be here. And Evan Birchfield. Evan, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me. So uh, the hire, of course, the big name that fans are thankful it has finally hit is Arthur Smith, the uh, offensive coordinator from the Tennessee Titans for the past two years. He's been with Tennessee actually for quite a while and has been in multiple roles with that organization, but has been the offensive coordinator of that top-ranked offense over the past two years, the one with Derrick Henry. So I just real quick, I want to get your guys' thoughts. Adnan, I'll start with you. What are your thoughts on Arthur Smith as a new head coach? Love it. Uh, going into this season, throughout the entire uh, NFL season, there were three guys who I had a specific eye out uh, for as our potential next head coach, three offensive coordinators. Those guys were Eric Bieniemy, Brian Dobble, and Arthur Smith. I'm thrilled that we managed to secure one of their services. Apparently, Arthur Smith was absolutely killing it in those interviews uh, this go-around. Um, and, you know, he's fantastic. You just have to look no further than what he did with Ryan Tannehill to show his credentials as, you know, a, an offensive genius, more or less. Tannehill, in 2019, led the entire NFL in passer rating. He led the league in yards per attempt. In 2020, he accounted for 41 total touchdowns. He was top five in passer rating. And this is someone who was considered, you know, a big time bust with the Miami Dolphins, came to Tennessee, revived his entire career. I cannot wait to see what he does with the former MVP and Matt Ryan, who's still playing some really good football in a, a great play action heavy scheme. You know, he's someone who is one of the best red zone play callers in the NFL. And no, that's not just Derrick Henry. Um, the Titans were top two in red zone efficiency. They were number one last year, number two this year in total red zone efficiency. The Falcons were bottom 10 both seasons with Dirk Cutter. And going back before Arthur Smith in 2018, uh, even while Derrick Henry was still the number one running back in Tennessee, they were 23rd before Arthur Smith in red zone efficiency. So no, don't give me this BS that, oh, the only reason they were good in the red zone is because Derrick Henry was just breaking 11 tackles uh, every single trip. Yeah, it, we, we heard a lot of that talk on Twitter. Uh, I put out a tweet this morning after some of the initial news came out that uh, it looked like the Falcons were going to move forward with Arthur Smith. It, here's the reality with, with Derrick Henry. In the three years before Arthur Smith uh, took over, 2016 through 2018, Henry averaged uh, 49 yards per game. He averaged 4.5 yards per carry. And the most yards he had in the season, which was his third in the league, uh, was 1,059. In his two years under Arthur Smith, he averaged 114.7 yards per game, 5.25 yards per carry, and he had his 2,000-yard rushing season this year. 
I, I feel like people forget, you know, Derrick Henry really was his most impressive self under Arthur Smith. And as you mentioned, obviously Ryan Tannehill was a big part of that. Uh, we do have someone else on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> Dave, I'm hoping it's you or else someone has invaded our podcast here at the last second. Is that you, Dave? Yes, he is here. Uh, Dave Choate, what are your thoughts on the, the new head coach for the Falcons? Yeah, he, he wasn't um, my first choice, but it, it's surprising to me in a way, but not surprising also because, you know, we've all been Falcons fans for a long time, uh, that the reception is so chilly from some so many people. I think my biggest concern is, is one of the reports that we saw that he might not be calling plays in Atlanta. I think that's obviously one of his chief strengths um, and what he did so well for the Titans. But I think if you look at why the Falcons are making this higher, um, you know, he, this is a guy who his offenses are brilliant in the red zone. They're well balanced. He clearly knows how to tailor his offense to the strengths of his personnel. Um, you know, he did a great job getting Ryan Tannehill from being, you know, a, a pretty decent quarterback in Miami, but a frustrating one into a really efficient one with Tennessee. So I, I you know, I wouldn't want to see him hand over the keys. Um, to anybody necessarily, unless he's got a really strong candidate in mind there. But I, I think if you look at his track record, even though it's only a couple of years long, it's, it's very encouraging in terms of the type of offense that he's able to run and how he's able to, to tailor it. So I, I'm excited about it from that perspective. I think there are so many questions that we just can't answer right now about, you know, who's he going to hire to run the defense? What is his staff going to look like? What kind of personnel is he going to be handed to work with? Um, knowing that the Falcons definitely need a new feature back, that they probably need some help on the interior of the offensive line. So with all that in mind, you know, the hot takes right off the bat, they're necessary. We all got to give them, but <laughs> I, I definitely am going to wait a little bit um, to see if, you know, it's more than just the, the positive initial reaction to what he can and should be able to do on offense with the Falcons. But Certainly, that's something to to be excited about. I think after a couple of years of Dirk Cutter, we're all ready for something new. <laughs> uh, two years of Dirk Cutter will prepare you for many things, it seems. Um, Evan, what are your thoughts on Arthur Smith? Uh, from the beginning, he was always the one I was really hoping for. I just think when if you're looking for a win now, um, the way the Titans offense compares to the Falcons' current offense is pretty identical, except I think the Falcons won – is slightly more talented. I mean, Matt Ryan and Ryan Tannehill, if you want to compare them, they're, they're somewhat similar quarterbacks, except for Matt Ryan has way more experience and I believe still even a better quarterback. Um, obviously, the elephant in the room, there's no real running back that compares to Derrick Henry, not that there is anywhere else, um, but that might be something they address in his new offense. Um, but like A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, very similar. Um, obviously, Julio Jones, when healthy, is much better. Um, same with Corey Davis and Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's just a better Corey Davis. Um, so I think there's a lot that can translate there. Um, I found it interesting that, and I was kind of speculating it during the hiring process, but I noticed throughout his career, with the exception of like the Washington uh, football team, um, he's really stayed close to Tennessee because he was born in Memphis, Tennessee, and then he played at UNC, which borders Tennessee. Um, uh, was a defensive quality assistant for Washington. Um, and then he went to Ole Miss as a defensive intern, 
and then he's been with the Titans ever since. So now he'll go to Atlanta, which still technically borders Tennessee. Uh, so I thought that might give him, like, I don't know him personally or anything, but I find it odd that he really stays really close to Tennessee um, and he'll continue doing that now in Atlanta, but I'm excited. Uh, I thought overall Joe Brady to Arthur Smith. I mean, those were two great options. Arthur Smith, I think gave them far more NFL experience just because he's been with the Titans for like 10 years. Um, but I'm excited. So this is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down. We break down who will be cutting cut. What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to frito No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Yeah, it, it's interesting. You mentioned the name Joe Brady, and I actually wrote earlier this week about the fact that the Falcons need to make a bold move. Uh, and those were the two names I actually brought up in the article, although I, I think there were others that we listed as well. Uh, Dave, we had heard rumblings that Brady early on uh, looked like a, a very strong candidate, I think especially with the link uh, to uh, Terry Fontenot, who we now know uh, through Jonathan Jones, uh, is also expected to be the Falcons' next general manager. Uh, of the two, between Brady and uh, Arthur Smith, do you feel like Smith is the safer uh, but uh, maybe the better of the two hires right now? I do. I, you know, it's no big secret that I wanted Eric Bieniemy to be the next head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Um, obviously, the last week or so has been sobering, um, as I realized that wasn't going to happen. But I definitely prefer Smith to Joe Brady. I, I think the whole thing with Joe Brady that you would be asking yourself is: is a guy who has you know been an offensive assistant with the Saints for two years. Um, a guy who coordinated LSU's pass, passing game for one year and then was an offensive coordinator for Carolina for one year. Um, is that guy ready to take over and run an NFL team? I mean, the, the questions are fair for any candidate who hasn't done it before. They're fair for Smith, who only has those two years of coordinating experience. But mm-hmm. with Brady, I felt like that was an especially urgent question because he has so little experience. He's so young. He doesn't have those NFL connections built up. But even somebody like Smith, having been there through, what, four head coaches in Tennessee, will have to draw on for his staff. So for me, like Brady would have been a swing for the fence type of guy. But there's only so many, you know, Sean McVeighs out there. Um, and I, I'm right. not sure at this point if he's that guy or not. So looking at what Smith did with that Titans offense, looking at the fact that he's he's got those connections a little bit more. Um, he's a little bit more established and that, you know, clearly the new GM wanted him um, and that's why he's here. You know, all of those are important factors to me, whether he's going to work out better than the last Smith who was here, um, considering that Mike was a really good coach. I, I don't know, but I, I think Brady would have been the wrong, the wrong hire for this team. I think 
you are trying to navigate through a tough patch in terms of the cap, in terms of aging stars you've got. And while that would have been a swing for the fence, I'm not sure it would have worked out the way people wanted it to. So, you know, failing getting my preferred candidate, I think Smith is a, a strong hire. And, you know, people that we we know and trust and like are talking them up and we just have to hope they're correct. Yeah. And, and on that point, we know that he was considered a strong candidate by the Lions, the Jets and the Eagles as well as he was interviewing with all those teams this week. Uh, this morning, it was indicated that he t- uh, turned down the second interview with the Lions uh, after word broke that uh, he was given an offer by the Falcons. So it looked like uh, he got what he wanted out of Atlanta. Uh, Adnan, uh, Mike Conti tweeted out just a few minutes ago that at age 38, Arthur Smith is the youngest head coach in Atlanta Falcons history. Any concerns about his age? We, you know, Dave talked a little bit about his experience. Um, any concerns about the Falcons hiring a coach that is this young? Well, first, I just wanted to say it's it's impossible that he was um, coveted by so many teams because I was led to believe that the Falcons were the worst head coach and GM <laughs> openings coming into this offseason. I, I don't know what that was all about, but, you know, here we are. I'm saying that facetiously. Um, don't uh, believe all of the national media reports that you read. But, um, no, I don't think that there is much of a concern just because he has the experience He's led a very, very successful offense these past two years. The Tennessee Titans made it to the AFC Championship game in 2019 on the back of the offense. Um, Mm -hmm. This past year, Arthur Smith coordinated a top five overall offense. They were number three in total offense, number four in scoring offense. And, you know, Mike Vrabel is a good head coach. Mike Vrabel had nothing to do with this offense. This offense was Arthur Smith's show. Mike Vrabel is the defensive guy. He's a defensive-minded head coach. Uh, Whereas with Joe Brady, I would have had more concerns. Everyone makes the Sean McVay comparison because, you know, they're both in their early 30s. Remember, Sean McVay was an offensive coordinator in Washington for three seasons before he got the opportunity to be uh, the Rams head coach. So... I am happy that um, we went with a nice young head coach, uh, a young guy who isn't a retread. Um, you know, we, we've we had some issues with the retreads in the past, Dirk Cutter, namely, um, the past couple of seasons. But <laughs> <laughs> to answer your question, I'm not concerned at all, just because Arthur Smith has proven himself at the NFL level as a high-level offensive coordinator. Not just someone who was an offensive coordinator, but he was the head coach of that offense at Tennessee these past two years. There is a difference and that difference comes between like your offensive minded head coach. For example, uh, if it was an offensive minded head coach like um, in Kansas City, uh, Eric Bieniemy was the offensive coordinator, but Andy Reid had a lot to do with that offense. Whereas here, like that offense, like I said, was is Arthur Smith's show. So I th- I think he's proven himself. I think he deserves this opportunity. Uh, he has worked toward it. I congratulate him. And this was the logical next step for Arthur Smith. And I'm very happy he's gotten this opportunity to be a head coach. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think I'm on board with you guys. Uh, and that said, you know, Dave, I think, put the appropriate context around this. We need to learn more about what the plans are. We need to see what the surrounding coaching staff is going to look like. Certainly the big question now is who does he bring in as defensive coordinator because uh, obviously he is going to put his hands on the offense, but who is going to call the other side of the ball? And that's going to obviously have a very big impact. Uh, so a lot of questions still remain. And obviously we're still waiting for the signing of uh, new GM Terry Fontenot 
from New Orleans Saints to become official. When it does become official, we'll revisit that here on the podcast and, of course, at thefalcoholic.com. Uh, one last thing I want to bring up, because I think this is, you know, for, for those who don't know much about what uh, Arthur Smith has done for the past two years, um, Diana Rossini this morning uh, tweeted out, and we included this in our article uh, today as the news broke, um, in the past 20 seasons for offensive coordinators, Arthur Smith's offenses have ranked first in red zone efficiency, second in yards per play, and fourth in scoring. That's over the last 20 seasons. That includes guys like Biennemi with Patrick Mahomes, uh, Adam Gase, who had Peyton Manning, and Drew Brees uh, with uh, Pete Carmichael in, in New Orleans. So, you know, for those who are questioning whether Arthur Smith uh, ran a, truly ran a, a good offense in Tennessee, I think there's zero doubt that he did. Now the question will be, can he duplicate that? You know, what will the Falcons do with the running game? The, the lack of a premier running back, will that be a factor? Uh, tons of questions. And of course, we're going to break it down and analyze it extensively at thefalcoholic.com over the coming weeks. Uh, but when Falcons do have a new head coach, Arthur Smith, former offense coordinator for the Tennessee Titans, has been hired, confirmed by the team. Uh, guys, pay attention to thefalcoholic.com. Uh, we're going to be breaking this down a lot as the Falcons have given us plenty to talk about now uh, in another offseason. Uh, so, guys, um, Adnan, tell our listeners where they can find you, what you have going on. Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Say Which Way, and I'm doing some. Uh, I'm continuing the offensive line reviews for the Falcons on on the website. Excellent, Evan. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Evan Birchfield, and uh, pretty much everything on thefalcoholic.com. Just check out all our content and stuff. Also, let me plug um, on Sunday. We're watching the Adnan will be there too. We're watching the uh, Saints and Buccaneers game. Um, on the Falcog Live, so tune in for that. It's fun. Absolutely. And Dave. Yeah, I'm here. Um, <laughs> I'm at the Falcoholic on Twitter, and uh, you know we have a, a ton of Arthur Smith related stuff coming in the next couple of days. I'm going to take a closer look at some of the coordinator candidates for his staff, just based on connections he's made over the years. Uh, maybe a couple of dream candidates like Wade Phillips and. You know, as soon as we get the uh, the GM hiring settled, we'll dive into that as well and try to figure out where this team is going. Um, it's an exciting offseason, but there's a lot of work ahead of both of these guys. So we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so for you guys, you can find me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW. Updates on this podcast at FalcoholicPod. And of course, our articles daily at thefalcoholic.com. Definitely bookmark the site. We are going to have so much content coming, guys. Uh, it's going to be exciting. Uh, so for Adnan Ikich, Evan Birchfield, and Dave Choke, this is Dave Walker. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll talk with you next time.